This is Kan Zenshu, the podcast, episode 338 for the week of July 7th, 2013. Welcome to a Kanzen Shu, the podcast, an extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Kanzen Shu is correct. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Back at you this week for three three eight. My name is Mike Vegito EX, and joining me across the ocean from. Japan, Julian, sir. It's good to be here. I do, man. Not too bad. It's um, definitely summer now. Uh, we had a few weeks where it was cooler and raining most of the time, so That's the, same the revenge of the rainy season. And then this week, ugh, sweating at night and um, hearing the cicadas in the morning, waking up to a loud buzz <laughs> or an incessant drone. You know, I think a lot of what people know about cicadas comes from Dragon Ball Z Movie 1. Yes, well, I don't know if they live in the east coast of North America... Yeah, we got them. They've experienced them this year, but they come every year in Japan, so... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fun. So what else you got going on over there? Well, let's see. At work, we're just finishing up finals week for the first term, so I've been grading papers like a mofo, and not a lot of time to translate, unfortunately, but maybe I'll try and squeeze in a few odds and ends here and there over the next few weeks, Mm -hmm. but I... Gotta try and finish that before two weeks from when this podcast episode comes out because I'm taking my family to Okinawa for a few days. Yay! Relaxation, history, fun stuff. Ocean, a strange dialect of Japanese that's influenced (laughs) by the local language, which is related to Japanese, but not exactly Japanese, plus lots of American English because of the American base on the island. Oh, all right. So that'll be fun. Yes. So I, I hope I understand the locals. Maybe elderly people would be kind of right out, but a difficult, young, yeah. young people in their slang is quite different from mainland, <laughs> mainland, right. home islands of Japan. So Gotcha. That's cool. That's cool. All right. So you got that going on over there. I got nothing exciting going on, man. It's been a pretty chill couple of weeks. I've uh, been keeping on top of the news. It's been a real busy last couple of weeks with Dragon Ball News. So we're going to do a little yeah. bit of focus on that this episode. And then real briefly for a topic, I'm going to put it up uh, the day that we're recording. And so the day that the podcast comes out, you'll already be able to read it. My review of Viz's three in one Volume 1 for the Dragon Ball manga, which at this point oh, actually oh. came out exactly one month ago. I'm getting a little better on my reviews being timely, getting them down from three months on a CD single to one month on a manga. We'll uh, get back to being timely at some point in the near future. So uh, we're going to do news, do a little talking about that manga volume. Spoilers, don't buy it. It's terrible. And uh, that's going to be an episode. So Julian, we have so much news. Let's jump right into it. All right. All right, we're going to jump around a little bit chronologically because we have so much news to cover. So I'm going to do Dragon Ball Heroes Ultimate Mission, its sales for the 17th and the 18th weeks. It's 17th week, which was last week. That was June 17th to June 23rd. It did another 3,957 copies, and it's been hanging in there on the media create list. But then this past week, the most recent week, if that makes any sense, it's 18th week since release, uh, which was June 24th to June 30th. It did a little more 4,029 hmm. copies. However, it fell off of the media create list. Now, this is this is kind of strange. She's like, well, it, it 
basically held steady the amount of copies it sold week to week, but it fell off the uh. list. Why is that? If you go look at the list, it's uh, really, really strong debuts, comparatively speaking, for a couple new games. There was Gundam. There was, uh, I keep seeing this around, Tokiden, I think it's on PSP and Vita. I'm not sure what that is. Me uh, neither. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I wouldn't expect you to. And then uh, Sheen, Etri, and Odyssey, the remake of the first game, came out on 3DS this past week and did pretty strong over there as well. So that kind of pushed down the regulars a little bit. So Ultimate Mission went down below number 20 there. Uh, and these numbers come from the Famitsu sales list where it was hanging on at number 22. So you can kind of spin this a couple ways, Julian. Oh, no, it's fallen off the lists. But it basically held steady. So all is well in Ultimate Mission Land? Well, uh, I suppose it's keeping on keeping on so that's not a bad thing yeah well, i don't think there's any other real analysis to do here we've been doing it for what three four months now at this point so yeah we'll just keep going julian why don't we jump over to the other video game news going on right now this is battle of z coming for the 360 the ps3 and the vita first updates we have here these are from weekly shonen jump this was number 31 yes released the 1st of July, which happened to be the birthday of a certain person, I hear. Uh, also Canada Day, don't forget that. Oh, yes, yes. Happy birthday, Canada. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Good times. So yes. what we got? <clears throat> so we had a few details coming out about Battle of Zed. And uh, one of the big things was the Genki Gauge, which increases the more you attack your opponent. So when you're getting all these hits in, it just keeps moving the gauge up. So I'm assuming it's sort of maybe a, there's a timer in there. I don't know if it goes down because it doesn't say, but mm -hmm. anyway. So when it fills to the limit, a super effect is activated that influences the outcome of the battle. So probably it can do a lot of damage. So using combos like with the meteor chain, you can effectively get the meter to fill up quickly. Um, it also spotlights, but doesn't give a lot of detail about the energy share feature, which you can use to share your key with your teammates. So giving um, your group a little bit of advantage, I suppose. Yeah, that Genki meter, you're describing it, just kind of sounds like a super meter from any other fighting game to me. Does it sound any different in what you're reading there in Japanese? Well, it's got Genki. In. Okay. <laughs> it's, in, it's in big Roman letters, Genki. I so, understand yeah. that. All right, never mind. <laughs> all right. Uh, again, we're going to jump all over the place out of chronological order, but because this is also tied to the game, uh, Anime Expo was going on this weekend over in California, but nothing really interesting for the game out of there. But also at the same time, over in France, Japan Expo was going on, and we had a couple good friends over there checking things out. Long, long, long time friend of Consensu, La Resistance, Romaine, uh, writing for various publications over there. Uh, what would you call it? Jeu video? Uh, jeu video, yeah. Video? I don't know. <laughs> For someone who's a French-Canadian royalty, you'd think I'd be able to pronounce French words, but... Not so much. Anyway, so Romain had a chance to uh, actually interview the producer of the game, Kunio Hashimoto. So you can check out the interview. It is completely in French, but we have a couple highlights here from it. Something that's been throwing a lot of people into a hissy fit is that it's going to have no local multiplayer. It's going to be online multiplayer only. Uh, if you ask me, and you didn't, but you did because you're listening to the show right now, so you're stuck with me, right? I thought you were talking to me. No, well, you, it, it's a, this general plural you, but because you're the voice in my head right now, uh, it is you, Julian. You asked. So you have to me. refer to me as thou then. <laughs> thou. All right. Thou hast asked me what mine thoughts may be. So because there's so many players, uh, I, I think it makes sense. It might get a little chaotic, might not be able to keep up. 
a lot of people saying, hey, yeah, well, but Sparking, the Raging Blast games, those had local multiplayer split screen. Yeah, but it was also only one-on-one. Things getting a little chaotic. I don't know. I Let the developer show us what they have in store for us and let's make some decisions at that point, I think. Um, so yeah. one of the real teases here is that there are going to be some what-if stories, in particular, something about these signs if something special happened with them. Now, Julian, we already know that the game is pulling in some Battle of God stuff. Uh, yes. Because Super Saiyan God Goku is on the cover of the game. Right. <laughs> and promoting him in conjunction. So if something special happened, we talked uh, a few months ago at this point about some of the rough drafts, the early design ideas for Battle of Gods, things like Beerus infecting the Saiyans with evil, uh, King Vegeta having met Beerus before some of the stuff made it to the final movie. Most did not. But it sounds like there's still some story to be told hold there that could still tie in with Battle of Gods as is. Do you think that this new game, being called Battle of Z, is going to tie in much more closely with Battle of Gods than kind of any game has really done before with any other production? Mm, I'm gonna call it right now. Super Saiyan God Bardock. Bardock. No! Say it's not so! This has been my fear is that Bardock will be immortalized as the first wonderful i was gonna say warm-blooded that's what i'm looking for pure-hearted uh i have many concerns but again i will wait and see what the developers art dink have in store for us along with namka bandai uh but then along with that trevax a lot of people know from uh being very heavily involved in the dragon ball gaming community uh did also attend this stage event there for the game at keep wanting to say anime expo japan expo uh put up a nice video with a showcase on some of the gameplay and they were showcasing the japanese version of the game which is showcasing itself Shinsuke Kikuchi's original music released newly synthesized versions which if you want to go back to how this all went down the Budokai Tenkaichi games that most people got internationally were called Sparking over in Japan and they had the original music from the TV show in those games replacement music internationally the Raging Blast games exact same thing Ultimate Blast exact same thing all replacement music internationally it's complicated it's very complicated and it appears that perhaps Battle of Z at least in the Japanese version, is going to have Kikuchi music, unless it's placeholder at the moment, but I kind of doubt it. Uh, and then there are quasi-confirmations that, will will the European version retain it? Yes, it will. But then, as some other people have said, and I also want to point out, there was a point that Namka Bandai said the original Japanese music in promoting, was it Ultimate Tenkaichi or some of the Raging Blast games? And those did have original Japanese music, and that the music was composed in Japan, but it was replacement music for the Kikuchi music. It was original music composed in Japan. Right. (laughs) So this gets very confusing (laughs) on top of itself, more and more so. Uh, I think at this point, let's just hold on. (laughs) Like everything else with this game, let's just hold on and await further confirmations, concrete confirmations, which can be tough sometimes because the... uh, PR folks don't always know. I don't want to say they don't know as much as we do about these games, but the turnover, particularly at Namka Bandai, is kind of up and down, and they're not always as in-depthly knowing about these kind of situations. So, so the new person doesn't know what the last people have done? Right. So hold tight. 
Uh, Julian, I'm going to do one more and I'm going to turn it over to you for a little bit here. I will just tell you a little bit of an update here. Funimation, we saw Walmart listing those uh, top seven fan favorite fight DVDs. I think they were coming in October. Two DVDs from Funimation, real cheap, about $7.50. Uh, Goku and Vegeta. Well, Funimation put up a survey asking you, hey, what are your favorite fights for these two characters? So seems uh, pretty sure that these are going to be coming. I don't want to say slapped together at the last minute, but it is July and these are planned for October. So it does seem kind of like this budget little thing to toss out there. Uh, I don't know if the survey is still going. Uh, We will have a link to it. I already filled it out, so I can't really check to see if it's still going. Julian, Let's jump yeah. over to video games again. Okay. We have more updates for J-Star's Victory Versus, which is like the, the next game down on what people keep forgetting about. And then below that is then got Battle Royale at this point. Yeah, basically. But uh, so also in Weekly Jump number 31, which we mentioned a little bit ago about the other game, uh, they announced two more characters being included in the game. Uh, the two new characters are kind of gag characters, but they're introduced as the City Slicker contingent making their escape. And we have Kankichi Ryotsu, a.k.a. Ryo-san from... Let me... <clears throat> Full thing, come on. Uh, so, Kochira Katsushikaku Kameari Koen Mai Hashutsujo, which is the... This is the police station in front of Kameari Park in Katsushikaku, which Great. is a part of Tokyo. And uh, Sakata Gintoki from Gintama. So you have these two gag series, very comedic. And I, I guess Gintama has an action side too, but I don't read it, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I was it. It hit a certain point, and then it started becoming kind of serious, but still falling back on gags. I don't know. Same thing where I haven't actually read it or watched it. Just certain episodes, people are like, "Hey, this is the big Dragon Ball parody." Like, well, I guess I should grab that DVD while I still can. So right. That's my familiarity. Uh, Along with this, I did want to note that these two do have a history of crossing over and parodying with Dragon Ball. And uh, Julian, I think it was you and I that did uh, an episode um, about 30 odd episodes ago where we talked about a couple of the Kochikame stuff. Uh, Was it that recent? Yeah, it was. It was episode 302. If I click here, let's see. Are you the one? GWX and Julian. Yes, it was the two of us. This was back. Okay. Uh, a year ago. <laughs> okay. That that is recent to us now at this point. It is no longer internet years when you're 16 years old. A year is just, yes. feels like yesterday. Ah, oh, man. So you can uh, check out our explanations and cool thoughts on that. And Gintama, of course, uh, I had to put a screenshot up from Gintaman's opening here, which is pretty spectacular. Yeah. So I don't know. It's pretty strange in some respects because they're obviously, I don't know, more comedy than anything else. But I think it'd be interesting to see um, the techniques that you can use with Yosan, especially in the face of these very overpowered characters with energy attacks who can fly through the sky. And Well, you know, Kind of played with him before. Jump superstars, jump ultimate stars. And all these gag characters fit in wonderfully over there. I suppose you could say, well, it's a little more stylized. It was on the DS. So everyone was slightly chibified, not completely. Uh, But then you've also got Dr. Mashiroto in the mix there. I mean, that was a, a fantastic mix of totally serious and totally gag characters thrown into the mix, along with characters that could only be support characters because how would they fight? Like, Light from Death Note. So I am 
looking <laughs> forward to seeing how this is uh, brought into the third dimension here on the more modern platforms, polygonal-based flying, key blasts, all that sort of stuff. That should be pretty fun. It does have a certain sort of uh, disconnect between the silliness and the very, I don't know if you could call it serious, but the character models looking very sort of prim and proper. Mm, yeah, all yeah. of that. Not very cartoony, but we'll see what happens. You did have a couple descriptions here about what they do. Rio is riding around on oh, his yes, bicycle. Yeah. He's got lightning. <laughs> what do we have going on here? Uh, yes, a sn- he snipes things with a rifle and he has a rocket launcher. Uh, meanwhile, Gintoki has a scooter and he it doesn't really say what exactly he does, but he's capable of becoming the white demon. And that, I guess, means bad stuff for whoever's on the receiving end of his attacks. Let's move on then. This was probably one of the biggest stories uh, over the last couple of weeks. Julian, take away the Battle of Gods limited edition. Just got a nice upgrade. Oh, yes. So we knew already that Battle of Gods was going to be coming with uh, this bonus DVD on the limited edition version containing interviews, uh, recording footage, so footage from the recording of the audio, and some coverage from the film's opening uh, in, at Marunouchi Toei in Tokyo. But here's the big thing. Now it's officially set to include the 2008 Jump Super Anime Tour Special, which was done for the 40th anniversary of Weekly Shonen Jump, so, hey, uh, Son Goku and friends return, or Os, kaitikita Son Goku to nakamatachi. All right, Julian, I have to interrupt real quick. Yes. Because this is one of my biggest translation quirks. I'm not one of the translators on the site, but yes. if anyone ever translates this as Yo, Son Goku and friends return, I immediately smack him in the face because Goku literally says Yo several times. Yes. And if he says Yo, you're going to translate that as Yo because that's kind of this global word at this point. Yep. But if he says os, why would you translate that as yo if he also says yo? Therefore, os must always for Son Goku be translated as heya. Well, that's a fair translation convention, I suppose. I that's mean, my thought. I, I just don't think that Goku would be the kind of person to say yo, because in my mind, being a child of the 1980s and early 90s, <laughs> right. I, I imagine people who say yo is people who live in an urban environment and uh, use a lot of profanity and that doesn't fit Goku. Yeah, you know, I try to think about when does he say it and the only instances I can think are movie-based, so maybe that has something to do with it. But I can also see it as him just saying this thing that he heard and trying to be cool. I don't know. Well, I don't know. It's something that Japanese people occasionally say. Right. But Anyway... Let's get back here. So Julian Awesome is going to include the Jump Super Anime Tour special. We do want to note big bold letters here. This is only the limited edition, both the yes. DVD and the Blu-ray version. So if you're buying just the single disc edition, you will not be getting the Jump Super Anime Tour special. Yes, we also want to note, since this is a DVD, it's not going to be high definition, obviously. Right. It will most likely be in its original aspect ratio, which it is did say widescreen. That. It, it did say 169, so. Okay. And um, we also don't know about the encoding. We kind of assume that it's going to be Region 2 NTSC. Right. Which means that um, you're going to need to get yourself a Region 3 DVD player. I mean, they're cheap. Yeah, and there are ways to do it. I mean, if you're on a computer and you don't really care, you can change your region code up to five times usually. And while I don't encourage breaking laws, I have no moral problem where if you own something, break the stupid DMCA. Just rip the disc yourself, break the region coding, reburn it to another disc, and you're good to go. I mean, you bought it. That's how I feel. Fair enough. Uh, 
Uh, so that's great. We don't know about the extras for the Jump Super Anime Tour special. I mean, the original DVD that was a mail order only thing did have what was it? A, a clean closing. Uh, it had some postcards and stuff. So I mean, it it had the closing because uh, the streaming version that was officially done did not have that. That's right. That's right. Man, I forgot about that. <laughs> so if you want to hear Orange Hero, you had to either go to the original screenings or have the DVD. Man. Uh, Legally, anyway. Right, right. I totally forgot about that. And then there's episode of Bardock where just harsh end. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. (laughs) Nothing. Uh, So that's great. Yeah, he walks off into the sunset. Where? We don't know. He doesn't have anywhere to go. Well, he has Battle of Z, potentially. Oh, God. (laughs) Say it's not so. Uh, Julian, in addition to this, the packaging did get an upgrade. I put up a little comparison here. Uh, The original mock-up said The Battle of Gods. That's been corrected back over to simply Battle of Gods, and they've added in the Kami Tokami there alongside it. Uh, the art on the front has been changed to the original kind of key art design yes. asset of Goku, which Tanuki has forever ruined for several people. Goku looks like he's driving an invisible steering wheel, and now you cannot unsee it. We need a companion image with Piccolo doing the same thing in his hoodie <laughs> and his backwards baseball cap. Be spectacular. Someone get on that. Uh, but then the overall art, at least mock-ups for the limited edition set, have also been upgraded. Uh, Super Saiyan God, Son Goku on the big uh, box. There's boxes inside boxes. Yes. <laughs> it's, his, it's his cute Super Saiyan God version. So... I don't know. Some some of the fans that I've seen kind of reacted to this unfavorably, feeling like, I don't know, it needed something more masculine or something. I don't know. I think it's fine. It kind of spoils the plot of the movie, but whatever. Well, so does the three-dimensional wall figure that comes along with it. Yeah, that's true. So that is very, very exciting. Again, that is due out September 13th. If you want to purchase it, we got links to all the places. Everyone's still taking pre-orders for the limited edition versions, so check it out. So let's leave Japan behind a little bit and go over to Spain. And you think North America gets re-releases. Spain's getting more re-releases. Uh, big thanks to Sago on our forum here for pointing this out to us. Selecta Vision putting out a new remaster in addition to their previous remaster of the Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z TV series. Uh, Another one? one, Yeah, another one. Another one. The previous one was based on the Dragon Box, but it was one of those kind of not-so-great NTSC to PAL conversions, so it did have some ghosting issues, which is interesting. You traditionally don't see companies come out and admit that kind of stuff, but in their promotion for this new version, they're like, yeah, our old one, it was interlaced, it had ghosting, but this new one, this is a native progressive transfer and they talk all about that kind of stuff they get a little chart showing the differences between the previous version and the new version so you can look forward to uh a a closer dragon box equivalent for it sounds like all three series i didn't see this myself but i guess they did confirm on twitter as well that they're doing gt which they had done before as well uh originally they did everything in these two disc sets and then they went and did larger collections i think like five disc or maybe it was 10 discs, you know, five collections in larger boxes. So Spain's getting all this. This this all starts this September, and I guess they're looking to wrap up uh, at least Z by next October. So La Saga oh, oh. de los Saiyans, that's going to be DBZ episode.
episodes 1 through 40 on 8 DVDs. That's going to be your first one this September. And you can check out, they put out these uh, flyer-esque images for the new release. So, cool on them. Alright, let me take one more, and then Julian, I'm turning it back over to you again. This was okay. a very interesting story. Daisuke, a new streaming service. It's one of those kind of founded in Japan for the international audience kind of services. A few of them have been popping up. This is one, I don't know if you guys need to go check out the ANCAST over on Anime News Network where Zach interviewed one of the folks from Daisuke. It was uh, hysterically awful. <laughs> Not from the ANN side, from the Daisuke side where they were kind of incapable of answering any questions about the business and plans. It was kind of disheartening. But anyway, so Plans? Are... What are plans? <laughs> <laughs> business just model? Playing it by ear. What are you talking about? Uh, so they are streaming Dragon Ball Z now in addition to some other stuff. I think One Piece was announced alongside this. So DBZ episodes one through five are available for streaming. This is just in the US and Canada. The reason why this was more interesting than it otherwise should be. So we all started watching it. We're like, what video source are they using? Because uh, I remember talking about this as far back as the Ultimate Uncut Edition. But whatever source Funimation has on like a third generation film reel, their episode one is significantly worse than anything else they have for DBZ. And on this stream, episode one seems to be completely different from everything else that Daisuke has up for streaming. If I had to guess, it seems like episode one may come from Funimation's Blu-ray remaster, but then the rest appears to be Dragon Box based. And Julian, the fact that we're getting streaming versions of any Dragon Box related material seems really strange to me. I mean, you go back to what Funimation is doing on their own and with Hulu, and it's all the orange brick stuff. So I kind of don't get it. What are your thoughts here? It's interesting. I'm I don't know what the rights situation is with this. It is legal, right? It is. It is, and this is one of those services where uh, it, it really doesn't have any. It's kind of like they supersede Funimation in some respects. I'm I'm sure they had to work something out, but. All of these groups that are getting together, and you've got Anime Souls on the streaming and distribution side, they're all being put together as, not corporations, but kind of, um, what's the phrase I'm looking for, where a group of companies all get together to make agreements. Cool collaboration no tie up no um monopolies yeah that's what i'm looking for no no that's that's different <laughs> um collaborate no not collaboration consortium like, no yeah yeah sort of like that like a production committee sort of thing anyway they all get together and they're doing it on their own from the japan side even though they're coming over here to the u.s and then if you don't know how most anime productions work most of what gets produced from the folks that license it from japan things like subtitle tracks and even english dub tracks usually they're required to send those back to japan just for them to then have it's kind of like they then own those things so something that funimation does can in the roundabout way make its way back to toei and then out to someone else to use in an official capacity now i don't know what all the licensing agreement specifics are here but if i had to guess that seems to be what may be going on uh, i kind of doubt the funimation is working directly with daisuke it seems like a direct to toei thing but regardless i mean we've got a new alternative for some streaming dragon ball z i don't anticipate daisuke really going anywhere and it seems like they're putting other stuff up pretty slow but uh you know if you want to watch the raditz episodes for free and you're hanging out in bed and maybe you got your laptop or something hooked up to the tv or i don't know it's a great option yeah Watch some Raditz. Cool. Original Japanese. <laughs> like, subtitle. It's Funimation subtitles. So rock that dragon. Yes. 
it's Shigeru Chiba. That's hard to beat. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Let's carry on. Uh, Battle of Gods news. This is something I know we talked about two weeks ago, but we had yet to actually go and do the confirmation ourselves. And then, Julian, you went and played Real Reporter. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I actually called the company and confirmed it. Yay, you are press now. Um, a lot of people told us, hey, Battle of Gods is coming to Hong Kong, and indeed it is. So what's the story here? Okay, so uh, right around the 18th of June, uh, the company Neovision, which licenses a lot of sort of Japanese animation properties for Hong Kong, announced on their Facebook page. And I'm sorry, I can't read Cantonese, so I'm just going to go with the English translation. Dragon Ball Z, Battle of Gods, the 18th theatrical feature of Akira Toriyama's popular Dragon Ball comic book series being put out after a 17-year gap. We'll screen in Hong Kong in August. For further details, please visit the following profession. And down in the comments, somebody points out, I think you used the wrong character. Shouldn't that be profile? And Julian, I mean, this is written, you said, in Cantonese, and similar things yes. can happen in Japanese. It's just, are you typing quickly, and it asks you which kanji do you mean, and fat fingers, you press the wrong thing? I can't remember offhand. I don't think they're pronounced the same in Japanese, but I'm not sure what the situation is in Cantonese. It's possible right. that, you know, you have they started typing the word because the first character is the same in both of them. So maybe gotcha. they just clicked on the wrong suggestion or something. Right, right. Because it sort of starts giving you suggestions as you start typing. Right, right. That's what I mean. It's like, do you mean this? Con- well, it's not kanji. What do, you, what do you call it in Chinese? Um, Hantu or just Chinese character. Just character, yeah. All right. Anyway, so they didn't mean profession. They meant profile. This pointed over from NeoVision to Neo Films which uh, had appeared to be their film licensing division. They had uh, a yeah. similar blurb. So it says Dragon Ball Z Battle of Gods, the 18th theatrical feature of Akira Toriyama's popular Dragon Ball comic book series is being being put out after a 17-year gap. We'll scream in Hong Kong in August. Fans, be on the lookout for the release date. And, okay, so I clicked on their website and I thought, okay, maybe there'd be more information over here. Go down to their films area. Well, a nice, very professionally looking uh, ad for One Piece Film Z, or Film Z, which came out in Hong Kong in February. Mm -hmm. So not kept completely up to date, but they did have a phone number to call. And I felt, well, okay, maybe I'll give them a ring. Hong Kong, there's plenty of people speak English, right? So I did that. And they said, um, yes, we do have the film, and we're planning on having it come out the 15th of August. Oh, oh hey, release date. Oh, hey, Julian just landed a scoop. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> See, the, the thing here is, especially on the Latin American side, there have been so many pages popping up that purport to be official Battle of Gods pages that sometimes it's tough to tell exactly which is which, and I've seen a lot of official places link unofficial pages, so it was good to get the word from the company themselves. So, good Good on Hong yes. Kong. Coming on August yeah. 15th. So look forward to that if you're in Hong Kong. Mainland China, uh, who knows? Ta- Taiwan probably has better prospects. Yeah, yeah. So, Julian, I mean, much of Latin America, Philippines, Hong Kong, North America's got to be on the list, right? Right? We, we would assume maybe behind Europe, though. Yeah. Still waiting here. Still waiting. Well, you might get the D- the Blu-ray of it before it actually comes out <laughs> That's true. North America. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have a scoop. We'll be able to review it. Although, like I was saying, I'm going to be on vacation that week, so uh, you, you're ordering limited edition Blu-ray as well, right? Yes. Okay. I, can, I can fill in the quality of the stuff, and I do have opinions about the movie 
that right. I've gone over before. Okay, so initial coverage those first couple days, I think, is going to come from you, and then Heath will start filling in some of the blanks as well once his arrives. Yes. And then uh, I guess next week I'll finally be able to watch it. But like, hey, guys, I'm all caught up. It's a week later, and we're all done here. You know, you show up with a tan and a, <laughs> walking in the door with your shades on going, hey, what I miss? <laughs> oh, Battle of Gods. It's just the most important thing of the year. <laughs> oh, well. All right. Uh, I kind of want to wrap things up. This is kind of this cross between news and content, but it's Battle of Gods. So I think it comes off the previous one kind of nicely. Uh, Julian, folks who visit Kanzenshu, listen to the podcast, they should be quite familiar with the name Tako Koyama. If they are not, however, yes. can you please explain for us who Mr. Koyama is? Yes, Takao Koyama is a scriptwriter. And he has been involved with the scenarios in Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. In fact, he was the series organizer for Dragon Ball Z and was responsible for not only a, a good number of TV series episodes, but all of the Dragon Ball Z theatrical movies. So uh, he's also the representative of the writing collective Brother Noppo, which he heads. And his son is also a member of that. His son, Makoto Koyama, was the scriptwriter for episode of Bardock. Nice. So keeping it in the family a little bit there. Yeah. Julian, is Koyama part of some strange Japanese cult? Um, There was something about him being... I don't remember the name of the... Well, let's I remember start at the Kay mentioning something. Yes. There's... I mean, I, don't, I haven't heard too much about this directly, and um, but... There's a lot of new religions in Japan uh -huh. um, where there's varying degrees of beliefs in rather questionable things. In this case, I've heard, although I don't know firsthand, that he belongs to a religious group that believes you can heal people by pointing your hands at them and sending over your energies. Oh. So it's a religion of people who believe they're dende, I guess. Oh my god. Now, it's strange. Like, you kind of have to separate the artist from the art because, I mean, I have thoughts on Koyama's work and then I can have thoughts on him as well, but then you also have people like Koichi Sugiyama, if you don't know, he's the composer for the Dragon Quest games and he's a Holocaust denier. I mean, <laughs> some of these people whose work you're so intimately familiar with, you start learning these things about them, you're like, oh, man, oh. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so Julian Koyama, he's got uh, a blog. Is it Nopo no Zakan? Yes. So it's uh, well, Nopo means like a tall person. Okay. So for so the official mascots of the Tokyo Tower, which until relatively recently was the tallest thing in Tokyo, was um, Nopon. But anyway, so it translates to Nopo's various impressions or various thoughts, and so uh, about. A week or so after the movie came out, uh, Battle of Gods, he went to actually the same theater that I saw it in, and he gave his thoughts about the movie. Well, some thoughts anyway. He didn't go into a great deal of detail. <laughs> <laughs> no. It kind of became this, uh, I don't know how you want to describe it, very self-important tirade. Yes, and um, the fans um, on the internet kind of jumped on this, said, uh, 
Koyama, uh, Koyama Takao, uh, Kami to Kami o Disuru. That, <laughs> really? that is, so this, this plus the verb ending ru. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's hysterical. Uh, I guess we should know again that this was back on April 9th that he wrote this, right? Uh, yes. So, so this is, um, not quite a few bit. months ago now. Right. Yeah. But again, we're still catching up on even Battle of Gods stuff. Uh, we did want to mention it. I'm going to try and put this up today so you can read along with it uh, when the episode comes out. But just to, I don't want to read the whole thing here because it's not long, but it's also not really short either. But the gist of it seems to be he's almost playing the stereotypical Broly fanboy. Yes. Well, you have to remember that he was the person who wrote Broly. Broly is his baby, and yeah. he he clearly feels offended that Broly is no longer the top dog here, and the one who is so much stronger is also not particularly threatening. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, <laughs> I mentioned this to Mary yesterday, and she's like, well, he's got to take it off with Toriyama. Yes, yeah. exactly. Good point. And I, I always feel, too, that um, a lot of people take issue with the Funimation dub. Well, a lot of people on our forum, anyway. Funimation, uh, the Funimation dub, and for making Goku into this sort of hero figure, basically turning him into Superman. But that's not entirely the case. I mean, they did do a lot of rewriting of scripts and to make Goku more unambiguously heroic. But the fact is, this also happened in Japan in the anime in various points, and in particularly the movies, yeah, yeah. tended to turn him into this figure. And I think. Based on the stuff that I've read, it's largely due to Koyama himself mm-hmm. that the way he writes Goku is different from the way Toriyama writes Goku. And Koyama's Goku is much more of an actual hero. Right, doing I, I need to protect my planet and all that kind of stuff. I, I remember right after Battle of Gods came out, Kay was saying... Uh, if you don't know, K-17, one of our friendly Japanese fans who hangs out in our forum as well. Uh, Julian, you met him with um, the uh, quiz show uh, Hokutate. Great yes. guy. Helps us out a lot from the Japanese side, along with you and Peking Duck. Lots of great folks over there. Um, his analysis was Battle of Gods Goku was much more manga Goku than it was movie Goku. Yes. And that's because I think that it was not written by Koyama, and therefore right. it does not have his mark on the character. Mm. But the way he wrote the villains and the way he wrote the heroes are obviously quite different from this film, where you have where we have Yusuke Watanabe be- being <laughs> basically dictated by um, Toriyama. <laughs> right. So you know it's it's clearly very different from his own image of the movie. And although he he's terse, he doesn't go into a lot of detail. Um, you get the, the 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 sense that he's quite offended that it's not his vision of the franchise anymore. It's not quite his closing comment here, but he says that Broly reduced to a pushover. Yeah, like you know what, man, <laughs> you were so strapped for ideas. You had him come back another two times. He's been thrown into video games where he's completely irrelevant like attack of the science on the ds so i think broly's had his time to shine sit down <laughs> yeah yeah I, well, i'm going on record i little old mike labrie over here in new jersey i'm telling taco koyama sit down old man <laughs> i just find it funny how the man who created broly basically seems to be oh my god a broly fanboy <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> so if you're a super Broly fanboy, you have the creator on your side. So got that going for you, I guess. Yeah. Julian, that wraps up our combo little news and topic stuffage. Let's jump over real 
real quick to uh, the real topic of this week, talking about Viz. My review is basically done. Uh, I just kind of want to clean up a couple little things here and there. That's why I haven't posted it just yet. And I was showing Mary, uh, you know, here's all some of the comparison screenshots I did. And she's like, oh, yeah, this really sucks. It's a shame. And she said to me, you know, if you hadn't already written your review, what would have been really interesting and kind of funny would be to write the review as an open letter to Viz. I'm like, huh, oh. that's kind of an interesting idea. I wish I had thought of that. So I'm still contemplating writing the uh, the post on the site as in, hey, the review is up kind of thing as this open letter to Viz. I'm not quite sure if I'm going to go with it that route. I feel like that kind of borders a little less professional than I want to go with this because, I mean, I'm already trashing it as is in a professional way, of course. But I, I do kind of feel like, I mean, the main conclusion here is basically, Viz, your fans are doing your quality control for you because you're not doing it. This product is terrible. What are you doing? What is going on over there? Julian, the back cover yeah. of the new three-in-one Dragon Ball manga, yes. which by the way, has the Kanzenban cover art. Oh, yes. Says, contains volumes one, two, and three of the complete original Dragon Ball series, uncut and uncensored. So about that. Well, yes, we do have Goku's penis. We do not have any naked Bulma. And I note this in the review. It's kind of like, there's a little bit of a double standard going on there, but maybe Goku's junk, as they said in a tweet once, got through because they were trying to do it uncensored and they just missed Ms. Blue Hair and her instances. Maybe the idea was let's just not show naked children. Okay, I can get that. But Middle Finger is still censored. Dialogue is still the wonkiness that it has always been. I mean, this is this kind of haphazardly thrown together. We meant to do uncut. Wink, wink. Can we, yeah. even, can we trust Viz on that statement? Because looking at this product, I don't trust them for future volumes. Right. I mean, you know, they've done a lot of things in the past. There was the censorship thing back when they were still doing their monthly comics. And, um, you know, there was um, this uh, petition thing on the internet that succeeded, at least for a little while, in getting the collected volumes of the Dragon Ball side uncut. Yeah, there was a pretty cool guy who worked on that. Yeah, I wonder who he, where he is now. I Maybe mean, anyway, but, um, you know, they've censored things for apparently no reason, along with things that you might expect to be censored. I don't know. The changes they make from thing to thing seem to be rather inconsistent and sometimes go back. Right. So certain translation changes in the viz bigs that um, don't propagate to other things. And I don't know. That's the thing. Very yeah, confusing. there are back and forths on art censoring on, well, primarily on the art censoring. I know I've got uh, an uncut Dragon Ball Volume 9 where she's flashing who's, was it Kamisenin during the Baba stuff? Yes, uh, to, not, to not cover, intentionally. Right, to cover the Invisible Man. Right, it was Kodidian's plan. Right, right. Okay, so I've got that, but then they went back and censored that later. Um, I mean, my main point here is, all right, this is the three-in-one. Well, so was the Viz Big, and that's probably primarily still on shelves and that's only three dollars more and it's basically the same amount of censoring as what this is it's on better quality paper you've got most of the color chapters why what purpose does this serve at all i mean it's cheaper yeah three dollars isn't going to break the bank at this point it's still a three-in-one the paper is shit i mean i get that's that's the point is you wanted to have a cheaper product on shelves well it's certainly a cheaper product and i get it. it's like oh you know we're sorry we 
future reprints it's going to be uncensored again i don't trust you viz at this point there's been so many inconsistent censorings and recensorings and retrans not even retranslating but fixing little wordings here and there that didn't need to be fixed and so it's like all right are you going to uncensor the artwork for future editions but then forget to uncensor some of the dialogue that kind of stuff i know one of our favorite examples is vegeta cursing that in viz's edition gets changed to just three exclamation points it's like that's the kind of thing that you can easily overlook when going back to uncensor your release of the manga at that point you kind of need to go in and retranslate the whole thing because you're going to miss that stuff yes. julian what was one of the examples it's um when vegeta turns ozaru great ape they leave out part of an explanation is it the gaining the 10 times strength and then take a jab at Funimation in the same line so it's like yeah so they they um in the place of the, where he explains that the Ozaru transformation gives him tenfold of his regular power they instead have Goku briefly misunderstand the situation and assume that Vegeta was the one who killed his grandfather which makes no sense at all right but that's that's the same thing that happened with the Saban Funimation dub with Ocean Group uh, where for whatever reason they completely have the line make Goku think that Vegeta somehow killed his grandfather right i mean funimation at the time trying to i don't know what his grandfather still has to have died but i guess making it so it was not goku himself that did it makes it a little better somehow yes so i guess but anyway back at this 1997 8 8 9 anyway 98 98 yeah so back in this 1998 translation, they take a jab at Funimation and they have the same misunderstanding that Goku makes in the Funimation dub at the time. But Vegeta's, you know, telling him how ridiculous that is. And right. Goku finally realizes that it was himself. I mean, at so, the time, Viz, their Shonen Jump, everything was, we're using the... Oh, no, it wasn't even Shonen Jump at that point. Shonen Jump didn't come for, like, another two years. Two years? Like, more years than that. Um, well, the monthlies I, were 98. I was graduating from, I was monthlies just graduating were 98. from high school. I think Shonen Jump started in 2000. 2000? No, I don't know if it thinks it was 2000. I think it was later than that. Uh, we go to the I, internet to I solve this. I think the preview issue is 2000. Anyway, at the time, Viz was very much, especially over in Shonen Jump, yeah, we're using the original names and we're super accurate, and then we got the H word and other stuff later on. So again, my point remains, I don't trust you, Viz. You have not given me any reason to trust future editions of this product, and with the Viz Big still on shelves for only $3 more, and especially if you can order it online and basically get it for around the same price, don't even bother with this 3-in-1. And then especially if you're moving digital at this point, well, you can get the Dragon Ball volumes for like five bucks through their apps, which has expanded to other territories now. And there you go. Um, yeah. J- Julian, your thoughts on the three in one using the Kanzen Bond cover art, malice or not? I don't think it's malice. They wanted to differentiate it and they had this artwork sitting around that they weren't using. But it does feel like, you know, regardless of the intent, a kind of slap in the face. They have this cover art from a premium release of the series in Japan, which had high quality paper, all of the color chapters, a lot of um, title pages that didn't make it into the Tankobon release, even in Japan. Right. Um, you know, there were a few things like a couple of pages that were redrawn, perhaps because they lost the original masters and a couple of title pages that apparently were lost to the ages or something like that. But, you know, overall, it's a very high quality release in Japan. And yet they're applying it to this grade X. I guess I could say grade Z, but I don't want to go for the pun. 
release in North America, and that just, I don't know, it's, it seems wrong. And even if it's not intentional, it, it seems very, very inappropriate. I'm totally on board with you. Malice is the only word I can come up with. It does not feel malicious, but it just feels unintentionally like, oh, oh, damn, that sucks. Yeah, I don't know. But, oh, uh, also the American Shonen Jump was started in late 2002. Oh, okay. So it was a year off. I thought the preview issue was 2000, but I guess it was... 2001. Wasn't that early. They were still releasing monthly comics in 2000. Anyway, okay. That basically wraps up the show. I mean, you can check out the full review. It should be up by the time you see, or not see the podcast, but hear the podcast. I guess you could watch your computer screen or your phone screen. Julian, before we wrap it up, this has very little to do with Dragon Ball, except maybe a tiny little bit here, but I do want to read one email to you. This email comes to us from Jordan, longtime friend and fan. Hey, all, I've been a listener since about the third or fourth episode of the Daizenshi WeX podcast and reader of the wow. site since about 2002. I'm from Portland, Maine, and I've sent stuff a few times in the past. Indeed, I don't have much to add to the conversation as I'm about nine months behind podcast-wise, so Jordan will catch up in a little bit. But I'm in the process of pre-ordering the potentially interesting Rock the Dragon set, so that's what Jordan's got going on. Jordan goes on, I play in a band based out of Toronto and Portland called The Box Tiger. We're getting ready to release our debut full-length album on August 6th, uh, and then just stuff for me about where they're playing some shows. Um, I funded my portion of the album by selling my U.S. Dragon Box sets that I had started to collect at the time certain volumes were going for over $100, $200. At least I was able to complete my orange brick collection due to some $13 sales a few months later. Oh, oh, Jordan. Anyway, Jordan passes along a link to uh, the first video that they have here. I know Jordan has written in in the past, and I can't remember when or if I have responded, but um, Jordan's new band's album and their music is so right up my alley. It's uh, right on. I am so glad that people uh, are connecting on so many different levels like this, even if it's just connecting with me. That's all I need. That's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So I'm going to link to uh, the music video that's up here from the Box Tiger along with the episode. Uh, and as you're watching and as you're listening, just think of Jordan. Think, oh, your poor dragon boxes. Just think of it that way. So send your support and your love to Jordan as uh, they're doing some touring. Uh, you can check out all the information. So Julian, that's going to wrap up our episode here. This is 338 Kanzen Shu. So we are Kanzen Shu, and you can find us on the internet at www.kan. Z-E-N-S-H-U-U dot com. We also have a Facebook page, a Twitter profile, a profile, Twitter account. I don't know. What do you call these things? Uh, I would call it a Twitter account. Okay. Uh, Google Plus page and even a Tumblr. <laughs> Check out the Tumblr. We'll have to put a little icon at the top of the site. I don't think yes. we've done that yet. Yes. We talked about it last time and we did it. It's <laughs> And by pictures. we, you mean Mike did it. <laughs> yes. Well, my cat lives in the States, so. That's true. You can't really contribute. And I don't think Keith has cats. Oh, well. But, it, you know, we did it. And cats can't live in space. So Jake really can't contribute right now. I know. Well, maybe if you gave them like a cat spacesuit. I forget what the reason was. But at some point, I did write a little story and photoshopped Sabretooth Tiger with an astronaut helmet on. I don't know whatever happened to that. Oh, well. Oh, my God. Uh, Does anyone remember this? Can you please point me to my terrible fan art? You know what I'm talking about, right? The the Sabretooth Tiger from the first episodes of each series? I've, I've heard about it. I, 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 I put don't him think in I space. ever saw the actual thing. 
<laughs> I don't know. We've been doing this for a long time. I do not remember every story I've ever told or made up on the spot. So, Julian, uh, That's pretty much it. We'll be back at you with 3.39 next time around here. we got good stuff coming on the site. Uh, I need to get a formal update from Heath as to what he's working on because I see so many new things popping up. Uh, continued episode pages and manga pages as well. Um, you got continued translation things. I'm wrapping up oh, that yes. review stuff and other random pages here and there so continued coverage and content on Kanzenshu that's it wrap it up okay thank you for listening to this week's edition of Kanzenshu the podcast catch you next time (laughs) 